What, 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 what's up, everybody? Episode 44, Center of Attention. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wow, this is... Honestly, uh, obviously I wanted this to go on longer than it has been, but there was a part of me that was wondering if we'd ever make it past 40, and then we have, and then there was a part of me that was wondering... Uh, this is a jam, so I'm letting it go a little bit longer. But there was also a part of me wondering... If we would ever make it to a thousand plays, and we have so far, so congratulations, round of applause for us, yay, woo, and uh, yeah, now we can get into the episode, this is not a sports podcast, but this is the first time in five months that live sports will be taking place at some point whenever you listen to this, if you listen to this day of, so this is, I'm recording this Thursday morning before I head to work. Uh, there will be baseball tonight. There's been basketball exhibition games going on recently. The Nuggets are turning heads. That's great. All good things. Uh, another good thing, thank you guys for listening to the cover that we put out for my mom and sending your positive thoughts because she made it through surgery. She's at home recovering right now. Um, and we're all trying to help her out there. Then we also have... A couple other big things, I guess, going on that that kind of coincide with everything. Um, I'm not going to be working at King Supers after tomorrow. So after Friday, I will no longer be the produce clerk at King Supers. I have actually accepted a position with my dad's company, Intellipeer, and I'll be doing customer support and kind of their billing stuff. I'll, I'll be looking at accounts and seeing if they've paid and then trying to get in contact with somebody before we suspend service there. So I, I got a big boy job. I'm going to be working in an office, making some real money, saving up some money so that I can possibly get my own place. Um, so yeah, in the seven-ish months, a little bit over seven months that we've been doing this, this has been crazy. I, I love everybody who listens. I appreciate all the support that you've given uh, not only me, because this has been partially my family too. I mean, I've had most of my family on, and then I've also been, this is my outlet to get some of the things that are bothering me off my chest, and you guys have been great um, about just giving me that kind of platform and then supporting me through your listen, supporting me through uh, let me know that you enjoy the podcast. So I, I've really enjoyed these first 43 episodes, now let's go on and let's make this 44th one to remember. Before we get into the actual episode, remember, follow the social medias, Twitter, at COAPod73, um, at Jimmy Pilato as well, Instagram, at Proud underscore WAP, and um, I think that's about it. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, share, tell a friend about the show wherever you listen so that we can continue to grow this audience a little bit bigger. Um, yeah, there's some, I got some things in my head that are kind of, I, I want them to be on the way. We'll see. Uh, there could possibly be a video element coming to this podcast shortly. I know I said that before, but now that I'm kind of going to be on a regular schedule, I'll be able to set aside some time and figure out what, uh, what else I want to do with the show. I'm trying to get a co-host because I like the episodes that I have a co-host more. Um, and it was Dom for a while. I think it was going to be Dom um, for the entire time that he was still back 
here and not at school but then obviously he went back and has been working out with the team so that's not something that that's going to happen anymore it was Kyle for a little bit um, and that's another thing that I'm super excited about Kyle and Dan and I will be together for the first time since wow before spring break because Dan wasn't able to come back to campus after spring break so the three of us were getting the band back together three best friends that anybody could have will be back together on Saturday um, for my graduation party and then we got a bunch of family coming over um, it's kind of a graduation party slash going away for Roxy because she's going down to Greeley and going to start working with the football team there next Monday the day that I start working for Intellipeer she will be down in the dirty G taking care of business there helping the football players out There's Rocky's weekly appearance on the podcast. Right now, it's just it's Roxy and I at the house um, with my mom, and uh, I wanted to get this one done before I went to work. But my dad and Ed, congratulations to Sammy and Spencer because my dad and Ed are actually going up to help them move into their new house today. Uh, Dom will be out there helping them too, but they have a baby on the way and they got a new house that they're moving into today so they're moving along in the world and in the process of everything else that's going on Um, and it was honestly surprising that they were able to find something as quick as they did because of the virus and the shutdown and everything else that's been going on so there's been great things happening I'm I'm glad that everything worked out last week because if you if you know me and you talk to me Last week, you knew that I was really nervous about everything that was going to happen with my mom and um, not really being able to be in a position to help out was sketchy for me because I'm a little bit of a type A personality when it comes to that, and I want to always protect everybody that I'm around. So I I was glad that everything held itself together, and now, you know, we still have, I mean... We still have the mandate going on in Colorado. You still have to wear a mask no matter where you are, which is awesome working at a grocery store and you get to tell people that if they don't have a mask on, they got to leave because the they just always they love it so much, so much. And they scream in your face and it's it's a great time for everybody. Um but since sports are coming back, I kind of it's kind of starting to feel like things are getting back to normal. Um Everybody is still on edge. Everybody's still using this as a political argument, which is dumb. I don't think that putting a piece of cloth over your nose and mouth should be a political argument, but that's what it's turned into over the past five months or whatever the lockdown has been. <clears throat> but we can, we should probably stay. I, I kind of want to stay a little bit more upbeat on this episode. I don't want to talk about the things that are stupid that are going on in the world. Think whatever you want. Believe whatever you believe, and as long as you're being a good person, that's that's good enough for me. You can be part of the stable. You can be part of the stable of stallions that listen to the show, and it'll be fine. We'll all make it through this. This is not going to be the end of the world. And guess what? We're very close to already having prototypes of the vaccine, and this is probably going to be the fastest a vaccine has ever been made. So, you know, go crazy. Argue with each other while you can for the last few months of this thing and then after that we'll argue again because we have more presidential elections coming up but we won't be arguing about whether or not we should stay at home yeah that's that's basically all i have to say about that 
like I said, I'm starting a new job, uh, moving on a little bit, getting out of a place that I didn't enjoy working at because of the way their management handles itself. And I say it that way. I'll I'll lay the groundwork with this. I've recently started listening to Jocko Willink's podcast. If you don't know Jocko Willink, he's a former SEAL Team commander, and he did a few deployments and was overseer of a couple missions in Afghanistan, uh, the most prominent one being Bramadi. That was the capital city, I think, of the insurgency when we were fighting, not Afghanistan, Iraq. Bramadi was the capital of the insurgency of the rebel army and when we were fighting in Iraq. And he led a couple of the missions that were uh, involved in that city. So he's seen quite a few things. And I was first introduced to him. I listened to his, his TED Talk on extreme ownership. And I just, it caught me right away. It was while I was still playing sports. So it was kind of the, he was explaining the kind of leader that I wanted to be on my team. Um, never really quite got to that mindset. He's got an ungodly mindset but extreme ownership is basically this when you are in charge and you have the final say in everything that's going on or if you don't and you you obviously we all have control over whatever actions we take when you do those actions you do them as well as you can obviously and you think that you're going to be making some mistakes you know that there's going to be some mistakes that are going to be made because that's just the way humans work and we aren't all perfect and we can't be robots and execute everything perfectly every single time. When those mistakes happen, no matter if they're your fault or not, if you're working with a team and somebody doesn't get their their stuff done or they don't do something right, it falls back to the person who was in charge of the plan in the first place. Um, His example was he was leading a firefight in Bramadi and... It was him, a group of friendly Iraqi soldiers, and another team of American soldiers. And they started being, they got into this firefight. And it was long, it was crazy, it was hectic. It was everything that you'd expect war to be, where you can't really see anything that's going on. Smoke, debris, gunshots, bullets flying everywhere. And by the time the dust settled, they realized that they had actually been firing on each other. There was no enemy soldiers. They were firing friendly on friendly fire. Um... One of the Iraqi soldiers was killed. A couple of the SEAL team members were wounded. And it was a big, big storm. I mean, friendly fire is not something that's taken very lightly in the country anyways. If you know the story of Pat Tillman, you know that the, he was also killed by friendly fire. And there was a lot of investigation and a lot of litigation that went into trying to make sure that never happened again. And then Jocko Willink's SEAL team ended up being in the same situation in Iraq. <clears throat> He had his commanding officer and an investigating officer from the military come out to his station, and he was to prepare a debrief of every single thing that went wrong and who was to blame and why um, this situation took place. Because in the military's eyes, somebody had to be fired for what happened. It was a gross, it was a mistake, and it looked like on the outside a mistake of gross incompetence. At this point, he was putting together a PowerPoint, figured out where all the lines went to, who messed this up, who screwed that. And about halfway through, he said that he realized this was not the way to be a great leader. He was in charge. He had the final say of things. And he 
wasn't able to keep control of the mission, wasn't able to keep hold of the reins, and this ended up being the result of a very bad situation, but a situation that all in all could have been avoided. So he goes into the debrief room, his commanding officer and investigating officer are waiting to hear his presentation as to who screwed up and what's going on, and he just sits there and he asks the question. He doesn't have a presentation anymore. Everybody's sitting in the room that was involved. He asks the question, whose fault this was? A couple of his soldiers raise their hands to try and take the blame. He says, no. Every time that somebody tries to take the blame, he says, no, it was on me. I was in charge of this platoon. I was in charge of this mission. Everything that went wrong is on me because I take extreme ownership of everything that happened, and I take extreme ownership of the actions of myself and the men that I lead. So everything falls back on me. The difference was he also had a plan in place to make sure that this never happened again. So he appeased his supervisors by coming up with a plan to make sure that it didn't happen again. He also gained even more respect from his men, knowing now that they can make a mistake. They could do something wrong, something could happen that wasn't part of the plan, and all of that kind of kind of stuff. And he would have their back. He would make sure that they were not the ones persecuted. He would take the fall. He would bear the weight of the of the mistake. So I've been listening to Jocko Willink, and um, wow, I completely lost my train of thought at the beginning of what I why I was trying to explain what's been going on. Oh, crap. I highly recommend listening to his podcast. It's a great podcast. He now has a, another one that he's doing where he's talking about all of the inside stuff that he knew from Iraq that he can dispose. It's called The Unraveling. That's a really good one as well. And they look at more than... They go more in-depth as to what we were shown when we were fighting in Iraq and uh, the evil, the level of evil that Saddam's army had achieved and why it was the way that it was and some of the mistakes that were made, they didn't know that they were mistakes at the time because that's the information that everybody was given. Some some of the information that we got during the Iraq war was falsified or manipulated to make it seem that we were doing something that, you know, the media, hey, look at that, the media took something and politicized it and split people down the middle so that they'd argue with each other. Other times, the information that we were getting was also the information that they had, which is why there are some points in uh, the fighting and the way that things are handled out there that seemed incompetent, but it was only incompetent because that's what everybody else was aware of. That's the level that everybody else had known. So, <clears throat> yeah, I would highly recommend listening or at least going up on YouTube and watching some of his more powerful clips because he's a great speaker and he still in extreme ownership doesn't have to be on the battlefield or the playing field extreme ownership could also be in a business setting that's what I was talking about so I'm finally getting out of Kings because of the way their management runs the other night I was there I had a 2.30 to 11 p.m. shift Another guy that had a 2.30 to 11 p.m. shift, we were going to knock this thing out. Tuesdays are more of the busy days, especially when you close, because it's a bigger truck that we get, truckload. And then we also have to get the sales table set up 
and move the product that was not on sale to the sale the part the sale part of the floor basically when you walk in we have three displays set up for things that are on sale and Tuesday night is the night that we have to switch everything because Wednesday's when the sale starts for King Supers so that's fine going through it's kind of a slow day at first and we're able to get mostly everything done I go to lunch um, and the management keeps calling for the person that I'm working with trying to get him to come upstairs trying to find him um, they end up finding him while I'm at lunch and they send him home and I walk out of the break room after I, I finish my lunch break and they just come up to me telling me hey Michael's leaving uh, and you're by yourself for the rest of the night okay can you tell me why I didn't even have the opportunity to ask a question because they had told me he was leaving and then the, that manager was on the, her way out so she just left just kind of hung me out to dry there and didn't give me an explanation as to why luck, luck would have it that that was about 6 o'clock that night luck would have it that the truck showed up and I had to bust my ass to get the truck pulled from the back room over to our department and then start trying to get everything put away so that we can make more room all the while still having technically the responsibility to put the sales stuff in order and make sure that those tables are set up and ready to go and also fill most of everything that was there because that's basically what you're supposed to do when you're closing is you try and fill what you can so that when the people come in in the morning all they have to do is basically get everything set up maybe fill one or two things touch some things up but they're ready to go because when we close we don't stay until the store closes so there's still a little bit of time after that after we leave that people can come in and shop um, at this point I know that I'm not gonna be able to take care of the floor at all I have to decide whether I'm gonna put the pallets away or take care of the floor and I've chosen just to take care of the floor before and left the pallets and that got me an ass chewing so I decided that I was going to try and take care of the pallets because at least if I took care of most of the pallets they'd be able to come in in the morning and tear down you know put up put up what they needed to get the sales stuff flipped and, and all of that kind of stuff so that's the route that I decided to go I haven't been there since that night because I had the day off yesterday but just in my head and me knowing the kind of leadership that is at that store I am not looking forward to coming in there because they're gonna blame me now I was the one that was there I'll take the responsibility for being the only person that was left there but why was I the only person at the store why was I not given an explanation as to why that other person was sent home I left a note from my manager saying hey you know my partner got sent home at six o'clock I did the best that I could tried to get everything that I could done but there wasn't enough time in the rest of the shift five hours for ten pallets and then having to move product and make sure everything is where it should be knowing that we are no longer allowed to have unplanned unscheduled overtime so I'm not allowed to stay past the eight hours that I have in my shift that was the only way that I could finish out was trying to get the pallets done so I, I told him that I said I tried to get as many pallets cleared as possible I didn't work on the floor at all because I was taking care of this 
if I was in a position where I knew somebody, my manager took extreme ownership of the situation, I wouldn't be afraid to go in there and deal with whatever I'm going to have to deal with today because I know that they would have understood the faults of the scheduling, the faults of whatever happened that got me left there by myself and understand, hey, yeah, this is a bad situation and it sucked having to come in and get everything ready the next morning, but you did what you could and that's all we could ask for you. Normally that's all people ask is do what you can. Do the best that you can. That's it's great. I don't feel that at this store. I've never never felt that at this store. This is something that is one of the main reasons why I wanted to get out as badly as I have from the top on down. I've talked about it before. They don't take extreme ownership. They do shit rolls downhill. So our store manager comes in. Corinne Jones, by the way, is the store manager. I'm tired of hiding names and all that kind of crap. She's an awful store manager. Please do not go shop there. Save yourself the headache. Also, save yourself the horror show because every time that she's in there, she just tries to play detective and catch a whole bunch of shoplifters, and half the time they aren't even really shoplifters. Corinne Jones will come into that store, yell at every single one of her department managers, for whatever, she's going to nitpick and find whatever she can. She then goes and tells her assistant store manager, Jojo, who is the person who just said, hey, yeah, uh, your, partner, your partner's out. He, he had to go, he, he got sent home. Jojo will then go again tell the department managers and nitpick them and piss them off even further. So then by the time I show up, my department manager has been yelled at twice for stuff that really wasn't that big of a problem but at that point since he's been yelled at twice he's got to yell at somebody who do you think he takes that out on the new guy ish not really the new guy anymore because they've hired new people since um since our last assistant manager walked out and since i put in my two weeks notice they hired somebody but that's the reality of the situation that's why when you walk through king supers off quebec that's why nobody looks like they're excited to be there. Nobody enjoys themselves. I mean, you have rare instances, and every now and then, some days it's a good day. But the fact that the general manager cares about how she looks, and that's it. So when we had that corporate walkthrough, she was screaming, busting ass, everything like that, just to make sure that she looked good in front of the corporate people. She didn't say how hard we worked. She just said, yeah, this is the kind of ship I run. I'm one of the best managers in King Super's franchise so yeah and that was it she bought us lunch i put that put that in quotes because she bought like 50 sandwiches from firehouse subs there's way more than 50 people that work there so that that was basically an empty gesture but for the amount of flack and the amount of shit that everybody caught for that whole ordeal there has to be some sort of change made and i if i'm going to be the catalyst of it so be it but I still got family who works there. My mom still is going to work there once she recovers from her surgery. And I don't want her to be in a place like that. I don't want her to be in a place where everybody is just nasty. And we got a new district manager. And the first thing that he says about our store is, wow, nobody here is nice. Nobody's here, nobody here is nice because nobody gets treated with dignity or like a human being. Corinne has made it so that everybody hates their life, hates their job, 
you know, is it even worth it at some point? She argues constantly. There's not a day that she isn't there that she doesn't argue with somebody or yell at somebody or try and catch a fake shoplifter. So that's... I've been listening to the Will, Jocko Willing stuff to try and get me through the rest of this, but I'm, I'm trying to take this into my own life and into the next job that I have at Intellipeer and make it so that it's a fun environment to work in. Now, I'm going to be working from home for the first couple of weeks because their office is still closed, but I can deal with customers. I've dealt with customers a lot in some of the jobs that I've had. You will not be able to tell me something that will get me to react back to you. I might call you a mother, you know what, by the time I hang up the phone, but I'll be completely cordial on the phone. I'll try and fix your problem, and if I can't fix your problem, I'll find somebody who can, but this is not, I'm not going to let allow this to be the same situation that I just came from. I'm not going to allow this to be another awful place that I don't like to go every single day that I'm scheduled. I'm dreading it right now. I have about an hour and a half while I'm recording this. Until I have to start my shift. And I'm dreading going. I don't want to be there. There's not a place that I enjoy working at. And I barely get paid anything anyways. I get paid twelve twenty-five For the amount of work and the amount of heavy lifting. And the amount of horse shit that I have to deal with. twelve twenty-five is is stealing. That should be against the labor laws. And I should be compensated what I, need, what I should be getting at that point. I mean there's not enough people at the store. You could pay everybody who works at the store. A little bit more than minimum wage because there's only like 60% capacity for employment positions and everybody would still the company would still be making profit this is the first time that I've ever seen a CEO that's so dead set against helping out his employees just so that he can pocket extra money because Kroger the CEO has I think he's got in the five months that he the shutdown has been happened and King Supers was one of the only stores open He's gotten got like a four to five million dollar raise, about a million dollar raise each month. So he can afford to pay us more. He just doesn't want to because it would hurt his profit margins. Let alone it would help morale, let alone all of that other stuff. But he doesn't care about it enough, so he's not going to do it. Sorry, you don't stir the pot, so you're not going to be able to do anything like that. This is this is the stuff that makes me upset. This is the stuff that drives me insane. And this is the, the reason why I'm glad that I'm getting out. So, like I said, if you're you know, in the Centennial area and you think, hey, I'll stop in and it's King Supers off Quebec, don't do it. Just don't do it. I try to be nice about it, but it, it continues to get to the point. Like, I shouldn't have to worry about whether or not the manager sent home my partner the other night so that I would have a rough night, so that I would have to work hard, so that I wouldn't be able to get everything done and then prove, oh, yeah, this is what happens when you when you try and quit us. It shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't even have that thought in my head. <clears throat> but that's a, a little bit of an update of stuff that's going on in my life. Now, we can talk a little bit about some of the sports that have been going on. I guess first I'll Google when a couple of the start dates are. Uh, July 13th. 
So a couple weeks ago we had Nico Bryan on, and we talked about the NBA restart and everything that's been going on there. <clears throat> they started their exhibition games yesterday. They've been in the bubble for, I think, at least three weeks, maybe a month. And so far, everybody that's been in the bubble and has been tested has been tested negative, which is a good sign. It means that if you want to fly some, fly <clears throat> the league to a secluded place, and that's the only thing that they have to do, players are professional enough that they're going to take the what they have to do. They're going to take their protocol or whatever, not go outside, get everything delivered into them, and they're still going to be able to make sure that they can play. The NHL, <clears throat> since they've been starting to practice again, and the NHL I think is a little bit more indicative of what the numbers would actually be. They've been practicing at their own facilities, but still following protocol, so not going out, spending as little time outside of the house as possible. And they have had only two players test positive. They are about to start going to the bubble and having their training camps or formal bubble training July 13th so I'll have Nico on again to talk about that but they're going to start their games again August 1st uh, NBA schedule so games start tonight or not tonight Games start next Thursday. First two games are going to be the Jazz and the Pelicans, and then the Clippers and Lakers. Makes sense that those are the first opening games after the restart, because you want to, the NBA is going to shove Zion in your face as much as possible, and the Lakers and Clippers. Everybody thinks that those are the two favorites to win the championship this year. Um, the Nuggets won't play until August first. They're going to start off against the Heat, you know, and I've been seeing some things. When Nico was on the podcast, he was talking about how nobody knows what's going to be happening. Nobody knows what kind of strategy the other teams are going to be implementing. And when I was watching some highlights last night, the Nuggets were having an exhibition game, I think against the 76ers. And they had a Taco Fall, um, not Taco Fall, Bull Bull, actually, was on the court, he was playing, and Michael Malone has put together a lineup of five of all big guys, which is interesting, especially in today's game, because a lot of it is based on perimeter shooting and um, that kind of thing. But Jokic was at point guard, and he had all the other seven-footers out there and playing. So the Nuggets are one of those teams that sleep a little bit. Everybody sleeps on them because they don't have <coughs> – excuse me. They don't have um, a second all-star to go along with Jokic, but, I mean, they do have the talent. They have the coaching. Michael Malone coached underneath Greg Popovich out in San Antonio, so he understands what's going on. They have a very real shot of taking this thing as far as they can. That doesn't make any sense, but they have a real shot of upsetting a lot of teams and pushing themselves possibly into the finals, maybe winning the championship. Um, that's one thing that I've been hearing a lot is that whoever wins the championship this year, is it really a championship? Yeah, it's a real championship. You don't have to go through all the trials and tribulations of a normal season. 
But you still had to go through trials and tribulations to get to that championship spot. There shouldn't be an asterisk or anything like that. You've gone through enough of the crap that a normal championship team would have to be able to win. That's fine. I think the sport that's going to be starting tonight is the MLB. And it's going to be their actual... games Yankees and Nationals Giants Dodgers tonight spring training games have been going on it's not as weird as I thought it was going to be without fans in the MLB um, it's actually if you're a baseball fan it's a little bit more satisfying because you get to hear all the you, you hear the thwack of the glove you hear the crack of the bat um that is a little bit more interesting. And I think that, you know, my mom's one of the people that were saying that just ought to be a barn burner. And after a couple of weeks without fans, why would you want to be watching baseball? I think the thing that people are forgetting about baseball is that now that it's down to only 60 games, every game pretty much matters in order to get to the playoffs. So this is not a situation normally during this time of the year for baseball. You can kind of lag a little bit. A lot of teams go through a June swoon, the Rockies being one of them. But they can lose, they have the ability to lose like 60 games. Because normally, you win 60, you lose 60. And then you got about 40 that you got to be positive in, in order to make the playoffs. Now that it's only a 60 game season, you're not going to be able to win 30 and lose 30. Or win 15, lose 15, and then, you know, battle it out for the next 30 games. You're going to have to be on your point the entire time. It's going to come down to pitching. It's going to come down to whoever can stay healthiest. Um, baseball is not necessarily a high injury sport contact wise. Like there's not going to be a whole bunch of torn ligaments and concussions and all that kind of stuff. It's more of an injury sport just overuse wise. So throwing 130 pitches a game, your elbow gives out. Makes sense. It's not like you got tackled by a 400 pound lineman, but you did hurt yourself. You have done enough and exerted yourself enough to warrant the fact that this hurts. So I'm actually excited for the baseball restart to happen. Football's going to be going on. Uh, I was listening to Mark Schlereth podcast the other day, and he works. He calls games for Fox, and he was on a conference call for um, for the network, and Fox said, yeah, we're paying the NFL too much money not to have a season. So they're going to have a season come hell or high water one way or the other, whether it's a regular season or a replacement season. It's still kind of up in the air, but there's going to be football in the fall. At least pro football in the fall. I'm not going to talk about college sports because who knows what's going to happen with that. And then high school, who knows. It's kind of the same amount of question as college. My dad was saying yesterday that Ohio's new restart policy is that you have to have four different shirts. So you change out of your shirt after pregame. Uh, first quarter. Pregame, first half, second half, and then postgame. So that you're never in the same shirt for longer than however, you know, I don't, I don't know. But at least they're trying to make it so that they're not going to cancel sports outright. I don't think that they need to. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that. I don't really want to talk a whole bunch about sports because there's not really a whole bunch going on. Um, other than the teams restarting, but I still haven't been able to watch any of the games, so...
it is nice, you know, starting to see people open up a little bit more, places open up a little bit more. Uh, Nico and I are actually going to a comedy show coming up in August, which was not something that I thought it would be. Like, we, I didn't know that we'd be able to do it, but we're going to be able to do it. That's awesome. There's a lot of good things going on. That's the the main thing that I want to leave today with is that no matter the crap that's been going on, uh, no matter if you've been having a good quarantine, bad quarantine, think that it's stupid, arguing with a whole bunch of people, and the only way that I think this could be seen as a complete negative would probably be if you lost somebody to the virus. That's the only way that I could think of that would make this a completely irredeemable situation. You couldn't tell me that if you haven't lost anybody to the virus and you've had to deal with this quarantine, you couldn't tell me that you didn't need a break. We've been going nonstop for so long. At some point, something was going to happen that derailed it, and it did. It derailed it quite a bit, but there's still good things happening. It's just me personally... I went through a breakup at the start of this kind of quarantine. That's That was rough. It was <clears throat> a nasty breakup, and <clears throat> I didn't expect it coming, but it, it had to be done. I was working, but I wasn't enjoying my job. My brother was here, and we were hanging out and having a good time, and he had to go back, so that that happened. There's a lot of down that that ended up coming from it. I was arguing with my mom a lot. Um, people were, you know, it was it was not a good situation that was happening. But then Dom goes back down to Greeley. He's having a great time. I was able to go up and enjoy a week, not a weekend, but I, I got to go up on Friday, hang out with him, and then spend the night and come back here and saw my extended family. I saw my extended family during this quarantine for the first time since January. When I got home in May, that was the first time that I'd seen them since January. And if you know my family, you know how close we are. That was insane. I met a girl, Logan, who I care very deeply for now. And she's my girlfriend. I... It could seem like I moved on fairly quickly, and that's not what I wanted to do. But when you find somebody, you find somebody. And Logan and I click very... We click. And it's a great thing that's been going on. Every time that we hang out, we have a ton of fun. She's going to be meeting my family at some point. I'm going to be meeting her family at some point. And it's it's a great feeling to know that there's somebody who's just there to enjoy being being around you. So that's been great. I got this new job that I'm going to be able to start saving some real money for. I've been putting out applications for broadcasting stuff. I'm, I haven't heard anything back because nobody knows if there's going to be sports, but I have my application and resume at 104.3 here in Denver. Um, I think 850 or one of the uh, at the Bonneville station that's in, not Bonneville, the iHeartRadio station that's in Denver. I have my resume and portfolio out to the guys who call the CSU football and basketball games on the radio who could possibly be looking for either an engineer or maybe even a studio host. So there's just some good things that are, that have been coming on. I'm going to have another member of the family here 
coming up late August. I'm going to be graduating in September. Not graduating, but commencing in September. And, yeah, so that with the amount of negative energy that's been out in the world, the amount of the amount that everybody has been arguing with each other and fighting and all that kind of stuff, I get it. It's the way that it always is. There just wasn't any distractions from it for the past five months. But, hey, we made it. Look where we are now. Whether you think we're in a good place or a bad place or you still want to argue with somebody, you at least have to take a look back and say, yeah, there were some good things that happened. I mean, Hamilton got started, got Hamilton's got streamed on Disney Plus. Not going to tell you how many times that I've watched it or listened to the soundtrack, but that was something that nobody was arguing about. You got to, even though it's been rough, you got to find the little bright spots. That's the only way that I can put it. And, you know, sometimes the bright spots are more difficult to find. Sometimes they're super easy to find. But I think by the time Christmas rolls around, it'll be more back to normal. And we'll be able to hit the ground running next year. I say that not wanting anything, you know, not wanting to jinx anything. But for the past two years, we've had a family, my family has had a family member in the hospital. Me two years ago, my mom this year. And just having to deal with a whole bunch of crazy, unseen, unforeseen circumstances. And I'm kind of tired of it. I'd, I'd like to go back to the way things were. I want to move out. I want to have a life. I don't want to be arguing with people for the rest of my life about stupid stuff. Because that's really what all this was. I mean, I'm not saying that the virus is stupid, but arguing about whether or not to wear the mask when you're told that you have to wear the mask is stupid. That's just dumb. Be a good person. Whether you think that it's helpful or not, be a good person for somebody else's peace of mind. That's all it really comes down to. When you're arguing about whether or not you want to wear the mask, what you're really showing is that you're a dick and you're inconsiderate. Because, yeah, nobody wants to wear the mask, but... Us not wearing the mask causes other people... Like, there's military members that now have to wear heavy-duty... Like, when we wear just a piece of cloth, they wear, like, breathing mask. Because that's... They have to make sure that they're okay. So, just do your part. Be a good person. I guess that, that'll be the title of this episode. Don't be a dick. Just don't be one. Take extreme ownership of your life and the stuff that you're doing. Enjoy everything that's going on. Look for the bright side in, in most everything that's going on, and everything will work out fine. Everything will be perfect. You know, who cares? One thing, one bad thing happens. Wow, that sucks. I scraped my knee. Get back up, put a band-aid on it, keep walking. Just because you scraped your knee doesn't mean that you have to go back to the house. That's the thing. Like, bad things happen. Bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. Nobody can sit there and say nothing bad has happened in their life. But people bounce back. People get stronger from it. You pick yourself up. You dust yourself off. You say, thank you, sir. May I have another? And that's it. Oof. That's going to be tough. Is it don't be a dick or is it thank you, sir? May I? I think it's don't be a dick. Um, I guess the last thing, little plan, so I'm going to be starting, I haven't been working out the last couple of weeks just because my schedule has been so fluctuating, now that I'm going to have a job where everything is set and normal, 
I'm going to be starting, let's see, how long is it till then? So I'm going to be starting on Monday. I'll have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks until my commencement. So I will be starting a workout regimen that goes for about eight weeks. Um, and I want to show you guys, want, you guys, if you want to, you can follow along. So I'll be taking... A gym selfie every day that I go. I'm going to be going four days a week. And I will be tweeting out my weight at the beginning of each week. I'm not really sure if I want to gain or lose. I just want to look a little bit different and get back into the gym and be able to clear my head that way. So I'm going to be doing an eight-week program. And I'll be having being letting you guys follow along with that. Because uh, I think that's something that people could focus on instead of having to focus on something that they don't necessarily enjoy you can do it with me you know tweet me your gym selfies either at coapod73 or at jimmy Pilato. but that's something that i really want to start doing i want to get back in shape i want to get back you know not having football not having anything to really train for is different so now this is gives me something that i can train for and it gives me the implied you know responsibility that you guys know this is what I'm doing so if I take a day off I'm not only letting myself down I'm letting you guys down not going to take many days off but that's going to be uh, I don't know maybe we'll call it the stallion slim down something like that I'll come up with a name but on Monday you guys will see my starting weight and then you'll see a gym selfie from me at some point either get get back in the gym and get in gear or just follow along encourage me Whatever you guys want to do. But that's going to be the end of this episode. Um, I'm going to take a pause real quick so I can decide what I want the outro song to be. Alright, this is going to be just one. This outro song is just me. Um, I recorded it back when I first got back to school. Uh, just realized that Dom and I will have to do more uh, cover songs because I'm not sure if we have any more. But this is going to be uh, Ain't Nothing About You. By Brooks and Dunn, uh, I sang, like I said, when I got back to campus. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Thank you for listening. This has been Center of Attention. Whoa. Thank you for listening. This has been Center of Attention, episode 44. Follow us on Twitter at CUAPod73, at Jimmy Pilato, Instagram at Proud underscore WAP. Like, subscribe, rate, review, share with a friend, everything. You know, you guys know the drill at this point. And I will see you guys next week. I thought that love was something I could never do Never knew that I could feel this much But this yearning in the deep part of my heart for you Is more than a reaction to your touch It's a perfect passion And I can't get enough the way you look, the way you laugh, the way you love with all you have There ain't nothing about you that don't do something for me The way you kiss, the way you cry, the way you move when you walk by There ain't nothing about you that don't do something for me Whoa.
In my life I've been hammered by some heavy blows That never knocked me off my feet All you've got to do is smile at me and down I go And baby it's no mystery Say I surrender Girl you've got everything the way you look, the way you laugh, the way you love with all you have There ain't nothing about you that don't do something for me The way you kiss, the way you cry, the way you move when you walk by There ain't nothing about you that don't do something for me I love your attitude, your rose tattoo, your every thought, your smile, your lips and girl, the list goes on and on and on. Where you kick, where you laugh, where you love with all you have, there ain't nothing about you that don't do something for me. Where you kiss, where you cry, where you move when you walk by, there ain't nothing about you. That don't do something for me Where you took, where you laugh, where you love with all you have There ain't your strive You make me feel alive Where you talk, where you tease By now I think you see There ain't nothing about you That don't do something for me